This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have so many issues facing our world that there is never a shortage of discussion topics. I do want to pay tribute to the Honorable C.T. Vivian, a giant figure in the civil rights movement, a preacher and trailblazer, Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient, a close friend and lieutenant of Martin Luther King Jr., an author and an original founder of the Upward Bound program. This civil rights icon passed away on Friday, July 17th. The irony of his passing on Friday, both he and the Congressman John Lewis departed this world on the same day. And yes, they both embarked upon freedom rides, sit-ins, and marched together in the pursuit of racial equality. The world has been left a better place because these gentlemen were in it and did their part to improve our human condition. Of course, this should be the goal of every decent, respectful human being. God bless and rest your soul, Mr. Cordy Tyndall, affectionately known as C.T. Vivian. Please keep the Vivian family in your prayers. I have been moved to say thank you to a few people who have stood out among my listeners. Too often people forget to say those two words, as many have developed a sense of entitlement. But good old-fashioned teaching and manners convict me to constantly show gratitude. God knows I thank each of you for lending me your ears for 30 to 40 minutes weekly, as I know your time is very valuable and you must choose wisely where and with whom it will be spent. God bless each of you. I wanted to mention my neighbor, Brother David Jones Jr. from Hilton Head Island. Our childhood homes have been and still remain right next door to each other in Begal. Young people call it the Bay. Let me share that this brother holds and keeps me accountable as he comments, discusses, and critiques my words weekly. Either I receive a text or when he's available, a phone call to debrief. And I absolutely love it. Look forward to it. You see, it's one thing for people to listen and begin to think about or process our dilemmas. But there is a special place in my heart for those of you who listen, discuss, comment, critique, call me and call me out if you must. And then look forward to next Thursday's episode. I am motivated by and learn from vigorous, truth-seeking social engagement. Another beautiful sister, Sister Sheena Roberson, writes a summary, a review to share how much she has been enlightened by our podcast, whether it be uh, our choice of verbiage or just the big idea. This sister does a weekly written summary review, which only reveals the intensity with which she listens I wish my students were half as attentive as some of my listeners. God bless each of you for keeping me motivated and holding me accountable to tell the truth. Today we are going to simply ask you to hold close the idea. Be not afraid. You see, we have spent weeks discussing and researching many of the issues that plague our land. Many of the problems to which there seems to be no answer in sight. But I found in God's word three little words. Be not afraid. Let's review our current reality just to put things into proper perspective. If you look around to determine where we are in our present 
there seems to be trouble on every side. So many have lost their jobs. Those who are still working yet struggle with the challenge of not having enough. It's time to end the summer break and have the children head back to school. Only COVID-19 has deemed what we once knew as the norm as unsafe, unscrupulous, and ill-advised. Many people will have to make other arrangements for their children because school has been virtualized. COVID-19, an invisible, silent, undetectable, debilitating, mucus-thickening, life-claiming disease lurks about serpentine-like, attacking any and everyone that God allows. Leadership in the midst of our troubles appears disoriented, disrespectful, discombobulated, disingenuous, disinterested, disturbed, and disturbing, and in major, major disrepair. Remember, just last week, we talked about a directionless White House. Our governmental leaders are questionable at best, as the president has been ordering and dispatching federal troops to states where there is ongoing protests, even in the midst of unwelcomed feelings of local leaders. Some mayors and governors have complained that outside forces are only making local issues worse. Yet the president states, I've always done what's in the best interest of the people, and I will always do what's in the best interest of the people. Let's not forget in the midst of a life or death struggle with COVID-19, our own government is involved in a civil but legal dispute, a tug of war over mask or no mask. We have a president of these United States ranting of how beautiful this country, America's history is, yet he negates a whole group of people and vilifies the African-Americans and groups like Black Lives Matter implanting in the minds of many that Africans and African-Americans are all of the things wrong with America. Such groups, in the words of President Trump, campaign to wipe out history, defame America's heroes, erase values, and indoctrinate America's children. I guess those would be white children. Oh, and I did not mention Kanye West is running for president. Think about that for a few back to our president, Donald Trump. He referred to the group and movement Black Lives Matter as a hate group and took his time to lay out how they, Black Lives Matter affiliates, that is, hate America. However, he did a great job of paying tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt, proclaiming that these heroes would never be defaced Their legacy would never be destroyed, achievements never forgotten, and Mount Rushmore would stand forever as an eternal tribute to America's forefathers and her freedom. He speaks of a beautiful history. According to President Donald Trump, our founders launched not only a revolution in government, but a revolution in the pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity. It sounds good. It is good. No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America, the president bragged. And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. He made reference to cancel culture, citing people who are trying to tear down statues of America's founders. Yet the statues that have been torn down 
or taken down have been those of Confederate leaders. Are those among the men being honored by our infamous leader? As for cancel culture, we African Americans' culture has not only been hidden and unspoken, it was not even mentioned. Yet the backs that hoisted this country to its prime position of prosperity were dark and of African descent. The unadulterated truth, no nation has done more to damage the human condition than the United States of America. When they invaded the, con the continent of Africa, then raped, pillaged, and murdered to steal a whole nation? You want to talk about being taken? And no people have done more to set back human progress than the citizens of our great nation, if one can, in good conscience, call this country a great nation. After all, slavery single-handedly broke generations of Africans, the ancestors of African Americans. So the people, ancestors of the slave owners, should do more than the lion's share to uplift African Americans. After all, the Africans' journey to America was not a planned cruise to excitedly explore the unknown. The very existence of Africans, our ancestors, here in the Americas, was not arrived through free will or of their own volition. It seems the president knows a bit of, Af uh, of America's history when blacks are left out. But the truth is, blacks are a part of this history, since the whole truth of America can never be told if a large, dark piece of her history is negated. Just because one does not speak of it does not mean it does not exist. I call it cleaning up and writing an egregious wrong that stole the humanity of an entire people. As for some being determined to tear down every statue, symbol, the Confederate flag is that symbol, and memory of America's national heritage, he is making reference once again to Black Lives Matter. And yes, the same pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity of which he so eloquently spoke is the same revolution that we, African Americans, so desperately desire, deserve, and vigorously seek after. Perhaps he does not understand no justice, no peace. You see, he has taken the wild, violent, vile acts and behaviors of some and lumped every egregious act in a large, stereotyped pot. In all fairness, I cannot point out that truth without also shining a light on the fact that many of us have done the same when it comes to the police or white police. I say stereotyping a whole group based on the disgusting, reprehensible behaviors of some is unfair. I won't give my black communities a pass just as I won't give the president a pass. Wrong is wrong, right is right. Yes, folks, I still pray for our president, and I beg you to do the same because our president needs prayer. I'm sure the position is not an easy one to sit in at this time. We must still demand our civil rights, however, equality and justice. Yet, be not afraid. I did not say loot, burn, and pillage, or we appear of our, or we appear no better and no different than their ancestors overthrowing of our ancestors or the most recent behaviors and acts of white police in black or brown neighborhoods. 
please allow me to say I rebuke any and all riotous behaviors when they infringe upon the rights, property, or well-being of others, and I denounce any and everyone either carrying out or encouraging such acts. But please allow me to say, if some have resorted to such thug-like displays, the same thug-like displays were first perpetrated against our African ancestors when greedy Europeans, the ancestors of our president and those he refers to as the American people, invaded the continent of Africa and stole, raped and pillaged both land and a growing, vigorously thriving nation, our ancestors. Folks, God's word admonishes us to let not your good be evil spoken of. Doing what's right and demanding equality and civil rights in our pursuit of racial justice must not be hijacked or derailed by people with hidden agendas of violence, looting, and robbery. I know the same was done against our ancestors, yet never stoop to the shaky, wrong levels of others. For to stoop would mean having to lower our standards of doing what's honorable and right to what is already beneath us. God forbid that we should move backwards. You see, God's word admonishes us in 2 Timothy 1, or the first chapter and the seventh verse. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This means no matter what someone or others say or do, God has empowered us with love and presence of mind to think for ourselves. I know God's word has implored us to listen to 1 Peter 2 and 1, obey those who have the rule over us. And I love my dear friends who so quickly remind of the great respect the office of the president deserves. But I dare not forget God's word in 1 Corinthians 11th chapter and the first verse, be followers of me. As I follow Christ, such words leave me in a posture of acknowledgement for respect. But I know Christ was not a liar, a racist, a boastful, prideful individual, neither a user nor abuser or a bully who spoke divisive words of convenience, caring for some but not all, changing his mind or his direction whenever his personal agenda, not God's will, dictated He did not hold up a Confederate flag, if only in theory, to praise those who fought vigorously, some to their deaths, to keep a group of people enslaved. But he died, Jesus Christ that is, on the cross for everyone. You see, he carried the sins of the whole world, and like a mother giving birth, he shed his blood so that we, black, white, brown, all of us, could have life and have it more abundantly. He came to set the captives, those enslaved, free. He never called slave owners heroes, but thieves and robbers who killed, stole, and destroyed humanity. Need I remind you and our president, with all due respect, that this country's foundation is one of guilt, sin, and shame? A stolen land built on the backs of stolen people who were enslaved, raped, murdered, and pillaged? And once the thieves could no longer hold our enslaved ancestors, they lynched, beat, dismembered, and abused the same into a mindset of inferiority, a mental enslavement that still holds so many in bondage to this day, a time during which God's voice and his hands were still saying, be not afraid. 
I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly. My yoke is easy and my burden, my burden is light. You see, with God, there are no alternative truths. The truth, no matter how hard or how difficult, will make you free. According to God's true words in Malachi 3 and 6, I am the Lord and I change not. In Hebrew 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is truly summed up in Hebrew 13, the fifth through the eighth verse. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things that you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. In other words, in regular words, when you're speaking, when you're looking around, don't worry yourself with the possessions or things of other people. No one, no one can have or take that which God has intended for you or for me. So God wants us to be happy with what he has already blessed us as he promised never to leave us nor overlook our needs so we can assuredly say to everyone, God is my help. He provides for and takes care of me and so I will not worry about what others have nor will do to me. God's already got me. But remember, God's got you and he said, be not afraid. No matter what COVID-19, cancer, diabetes, unemployment, or the issue of mandatory mask or not, God's already got me. God's got you. He's got us. And I will not be afraid. Now that seventh verse was often misused by the great men, as President Trump called them, of this country to keep Negro slaves in place as most either could not read or did not have the understanding to fully comprehend the words. If all you ever know of God's word is what someone else tells you, that person can control you, your moves, and your destiny. I still say to you today, respect those who are over you in their rightful places, but please understand that first directive is followed with clear conditions. Obey those who have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Once again, are their directives in line with God's word? Are their motives in line with God's word? Once they get done giving directions, yelling out orders, telling us what to do, are their actions aligned to God's word? Pay attention to their actions, their words, their deeds, once they those rulers, today's leaders, get done speaking or giving directives. This means you and I need to be familiar with God's word or we are destined to be misused and even abused while blindly obeying those to whom we are subordinates. Employers, supervisors, various levels of government leaders, church leaders, organizational leaders, or just individuals older, more knowledgeable, or more experienced than we. Please know that God's word has challenged us in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Study to show yourself approved 
unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study what? We ought to be studying God's word as your life, my life, and every matter with which we wrestle lies within the scriptures of God's word. Why study? So that God can approve me. I can only live up to God's standards if I learn and know for myself what they are. Again, my understanding of God's word will not allow me to be ashamed or to be made ashamed. Because the more I study, the more truth God reveals to me and the more capable I become of separating God's truth from the counterfeits. Many falsehoods are being taught and told, bought and sold. We call them lies. We are teaching in the midst of physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, and political turmoil. Yet I say, be not afraid. According to Isaiah 41 and 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness. According to Jeremiah 1 and 8, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. You see, the same God that sustained such a strong group of people, our ancestors, even through the bowels of slavery, in the absence of freedom, justice, and the pursuit of happiness, The same God sustained a strong hunger and thirst for civil rights and equality and unwavering faith that we, the descendants, the hope and dream of slaves, would attain all that God has promised. According to Deuteronomy 28, 12 and 13, the Lord shall open up unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain into thy land in his season and to bless all the work of your hand and you shall lend unto many nations but you shall not be borrowers and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail and you shall be above only and not beneath if you listen unto the commandments of the Lord thy God which I command you this day to observe and to do what God said once again be not afraid God promised to bless a whole group of people, our people, for the price of their obedience, blood, sweat, tears, and dear life that was given, not wasted. You see, if something is wasted, that would insinuate that all was lost for naught. But God promised that nothing is wasted, but all took place with great purpose. You and I must operate on purpose, with purpose, for God's purpose in our lives. In Isaiah 46, the third and fourth verses, listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb, even to your old age, I am he. And even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. I love these words as a great God still promises his supernatural omnipotent care from mother's womb through the trials of life, gray hair, a promise to carry and deliver. Just this past week, we witnessed two civil rights giants who marched together, staged sit-ins and freedom rides. Both lived their lives standing tall in the face of hate, but God carried them to their final destinations. He carried them 
all throughout this life. Too often John Lewis and C.T. Vivian knowingly walked through the valley of the shadow of death, but God's word warned them in the words of David, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. In these words, God acknowledged that you are because he is, and he's been present from when we were growing in our mother's womb, through birth, throughout our lives, to getting old, many of us with gray hair, God has carried us thus far. He bore our burdens and promises to deliver or bring us successfully to our destinations. So I say to you, be not afraid. For all of my knowledge and as far as I can see, God promised to take care of you and me. After consulting many experts, searching for answers, I prayed. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the maker, said, be not afraid. When things don't seem they will work out, as too often, there seems no logical way. God comforts, calms, and carries me, turn dark nights into day. COVID-19 terrorizing and claiming lives all over the land. Omniscient God speaks a peace be still to all who are in his hand. Leadership waving to and fro, no commitment, no focus, no direction. Treating people in God-given life with no care, no kindness, no affection. Would rather see us shut up, be quiet, suffer disgrace in silence. While the world runs wild with smooth words and smiles, yet swallowed up in desperate violence. Take notice how all seems to be going crazy. Looks like turmoil will never cease. But in the telling words of great leaders we've heard, until there is justice, there will be no peace. Oh, do respect leaders in their place, is what God's word has said. But follow only as they follow Christ, an addendum to truth Christ paid. Jesus Christ always the same, yesterday, today, and forever. A closest friend, confidant till the end, no one capable of loving us better. I choose to read, study, and understand the word of God, never to forget what he said. Trust, believe, and always cleave to your peace of mind. Be not afraid. Have faith in me, no worries, but get in a hurry to embrace my caring protection. I promise to be with you until the end of the world, covering with love and kind affection. Please take his yoke upon you and learn of him, especially honor all that God said. Trust, believe, and always receive as God knows all, so be not afraid. No matter how bad it all might look when everything's going wrong, God is always right on time like warmth of sunshine or soft smooth melody to an old song. When in the eye of the storm and this world is spinning around, never has a better, more loving friend ever been felt or found. Choose to read, study, and accept God's word. Keep in remembrance all that he said. Trust, believe, cherish, take heed. Hold fast his promise and be not afraid. Well, family, this is number 13 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I want you to be uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. But most of all, be not afraid. God has brought the African American from so far. After 400 years of oppression, it has not yet ended. Yet God has promised 
to be with us through every issue, every situation, and every matter that seeks to steal our pride, strip us of our dignity, and claim our heritage. Just know that some ancestors who knew they would not live to see it must have told God, just bless my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. God, just bless my seed. And just for the asking, God did as was requested. We are a blessed group of people. Please recognize. Therefore, no one can take this fight, this drive that was born out of the spirits of determined, God-fearing ancestors who prayed and wrote the vision of freedom for their seed. In the face of opposition, humiliation, and degradation, some mother prayed the prayer of faith. Some father endured unthinkable turmoil, yet held the hope that some good would be born out of so much pain and evil. Even in the midst of disgrace, God's never-ending grace and mercy was still more than sufficient. These, these were the strong souls who stood in the face of fear, yet they trusted God and held on. Please continue to pray for all of our leaders, especially our president, and keep each other uplifted in prayer as well. You hold on and continue to stand in boldness for what's right, demanding equal rights while doing all that is right. I know that these are unprecedented, scary times, but because God is with you, he's with us. Trust him and be not afraid. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.